just jumped right in there. Yeah. Woo. Okay. I got to do my warm ups first. Be official. Whippoorwill. Whippoorwill. <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah. These are my vocal warm ups so I don't sound hoarse yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were saying? Nothing. Um, uh, it'd be kind of cool if we could get a horse on the podcast. I, I don't see why that's. Why couldn't we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> ridiculous. Do you know anybody who like just brings horses to the library? I know some horses. You know <laughs> horses or people <laughs> with horses? What's the difference? Well, the difference I know is... horses. <laughs> like, if I said, Nick, go get us a horse. Yeah, I do it. Are you going to go to a person and get us the horse? Or are you just going to go to a horse? I'm just going to go to a horse. Okay, but... I like to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> nice. You know? very, very good. Thank you. All right. Anyway. We're the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I don't, I don't know that they want to know that after, after what just yeah, happened. That, yeah. Yeah, we should distance ourselves so, yeah. it's, the, so it's not to bring the reputation of the David A. Howe Public Library is in no way affiliated with horse wrangling. Is that what you do? We don't do a lot of horse wrangling here at the David A. Howe Public Library. No. Me personally? Yeah. 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 Is that illegal? I run the ponies. I don't know what that means. Run the ponies? <laughs> I don't Doesn't know Doesn't that, that mean means. like you raise horses? Raise? Or no, race. race. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot about you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, we're here to share book reviews, yeah. author news, sure. and literary events with you. Lots of good stuff. So, rotating segments, banter a little bit. Let's try some banter. Go ahead. Sure. Eric, uh, yeah. boy, this weekend okay. sure was, uh, the week, temperature yeah. was lower than I thought. Well, was it low? How, how low, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> anyway so um uh, i have nowhere to go with this no it's all right so let's just get into bookmark okay i love it hey remember folks you can find us on soundcloud itunes you can find us on where else eric youtube, YouTube? yeah we're on twitter at all the book show yeah so talk to us let us know we want to yeah. know you're out there yeah you know facebook talk to me Ooh, oh. talk to me see i thought you were gonna... are you singing bye bye birdie no i think oh. that's like a an old like Kind of techno song that came around the same time as oh. One More Time. Do you remember I got One a, More Time? No. One more time. Yeah. This got us feeling so free. I got... Us a mm, is that... I, I got excited because I, I thought you were singing Bye Bye Birdie. I don't, I've never seen Bye Bye Birdie. Dick Van Dyke. You know I played Albert J. Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie on two separate occasions. Once wow. in Michigan, once in New York. So you were like trying to repeat past yeah. glories. There's also there's a sequel called Bring Back Birdie and yeah. one of these days I'm going to talk people into doing it yeah. and it's going to happen. Okay. You hear that Valley Theater? <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so again, let's, bookmark. let's get to bookmark. Yeah, what do you got? I haven't read anything. Welcome to the 31st episode of the... Do we do that part? Yeah. Sorry. I've oh, yeah, you're all over the place. Okay. Um, I'm looking at my what I've read list. It's mm. not good. Just tumble. I finished in. Station Eleven. Whoa. I liked it. Did I say this on the podcast last time? I've let the 30th anniversary just like disappear from my head. Now, yeah. now I'm into 31 yeah. and we're just moving along. Yeah, 31. Uh, I finished Station 11 by yeah. Emily St. John Mendel. Yeah, it's All a right. big long name. We had a book club for yeah, that. Yeah, we did. we did. It went well. It was a lot of fun. Um, I liked the book. Mm-hmm. I feel like the book gave me a sense of poetry, even though it wasn't written in whatever verse yeah. is what you say yeah it like I just every now and then she would write something where it was just a line I'm like oh well that's like you're trying to do poetry there uh huh so wait in a good way yeah I liked okay, it okay yeah I think she I, was, I think she did it well I wouldn't have said that I was when I saw your review about how you felt like it it sort of you know spoke to you in that way I thought that was interesting because mm. I mean well, there, there was there was good phrasing and there were like the way she kind of 
set the scene. Like, yeah. I can see what you mean, but I wouldn't have picked up on that. So Because, the, I mean, the story was going all over the place. And sure was. So, that's all. Hmm. I also read, because I started the second season of Daredevil. Yeah. No spoilers, guess. If don't, you, if, don't tell. Yeah, don't tell me anything until I've yeah. said I've officially finished it. Which Although I've heard it. Daredevil is blind. True or false? Uh, it depends. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I read volume one of Mark Wade's uh, second run. Oh, so confusing. I know, it is, because they canceled Daredevil a while after this big, long Michael Bendis... The comic book, not, right. the, not the show. Right. So there's a long Michael Bendis run, okay. and then it became an Edward Baker, mm-hmm. and Daredevil status quo changed a little bit. So they stopped, and then they brought Matt Murdock back, and it was Mark Wade's uh, first run on that. Okay. So he wrote that for like 30-something issues, and then... They rebooted it with the whole Marvel Now thing and right. sent Daredevil to San Francisco. Oh. So this one lasts about 18 San issues. Fran. And then when this is done, that's when the Secret Wars gets in the way and everything. Oh, yeah. And so it's confusing. Back. Wow. So I really like Mark Wade's Volume 1 of Daredevil. Okay. And Do, this, no, we, that's not the one we have here. What do we have? We have, we have Daredevil Season 1. And Daredevil the comic. Man Without Fear by Frank Miller. And Frank Miller. Which is a great one. Okay. Which All is right. the first season of the show is based on. But... My wife read Daredevil season one, but I haven't read it yet. Have you? Yes. Was it good? Yeah. Right. It's probably fine. All right. The owl was in it. Oh, maybe I haven't read it. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I've read a lot of the season ones. Um, what was I saying? His first run on this was yeah. really, really good. Yeah. This one, it's okay so far. I've only read the first volume. So Ooh. there's four volumes in this run, so I'm going to see how it goes. So it didn't start strong. You're not that impressed. I mean, it was strong, but it wasn't as good as the previous run had been. Okay. Um. But it's still fun seeing Daredevil in San Francisco. This run, nor the whole Brian Michael Bendis run and Ed Brubaker, those were dark mm-hmm. runs with like dark, gritty storylines. This Mark Wade stuff has been like he's smiling again. It's fun. Oh, okay. it's, a lot of scenes are in the actual daytime, mm. so it feels a little. It reminds me a little bit of Hawkeye. Okay, but not really. Never mind. That's a. That's only slightly comparable right. because like they're both fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, breezy. Have you started the next in our, our book club books, Rain, uh, Eleanor Park or Rainbow Rowell? I haven't started Eleanor Park. I'm reading The Ghost of Heaven by Marcus Sedwick. You would not like this book. Mm. I've read the first 77 pages. Is it this, says at the beginning. Is this YA? This is YA. YA, okay. It, it was up for one of the awards we had talked about oh, okay. a while ago. Um, it starts at the beginning, like he introduces it, and he says, the this book is written in four parts. Mm. These parts... Are, are made to be able to be read in any order. Chaos. And they'll all make sense. Okay. So you could read the last chapter first and go backwards. But, and he says this way that the book is presenting is one way that makes sense. So he's like, there are like 16 or whatever, you know, wow. 24 possibilities to read this story and it'll all work. And I'm like, Ugh. Flip flopper. The, the first one, yeah. which is about a girl... Uh, during like the uh, you know prehistory we uh-huh. call it like okay. um, like caveman era, it's all in poem. Hmm. I was like, Ugh. even I was just like, I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna finish it. Is this uh, brand new? Yeah. Okay. So the ghost of heaven. I mean, hopefully it will get good. I, I read it. I wanted to read it because it reminded me of uh, the what do you call it? book I like. The Hyperion book. Oh, yeah. Um, Dan Simmons, right? Yeah. But this one, I don't know. I can't imagine like many teens picking it up and reading that 77-page poem about like a 
cave woman learning to paint. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I can't wait to read the next 200 pages. Yeah. It's weird. It's probably, an, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a niche market that would be interested in that, but yeah. it's, it is a bold way to start. Yeah. I imagine probably would that turn market me is very eclectic. Okay. Let me ask you this. I don't know. According to Goodreads, you're reading The Wise Man's Fear. I've been reading King, that since last year. King Killer Chronicle 2, a path right. of Rothfuss. I haven't taken it What's off because I, I just I stopped reading it for Stop. a while. Okay. And then I just haven't picked it back up. So, But it's a thousand-page book. Yeah. It just, and it's not one of those ones... It's not like Brandon Sanderson mm-hmm. where he wrote a thousand-page books and I could just like cruise through that. Yeah. This one is not that way. Okay. And the problem is it's not as good as the first book. Mm. Um, the Name of the Wind. So I'm going to finish it. One of these days. Yeah. One of these Coming days. up on your year anniversary here yeah. of reading this book. <laughs> I'm so be a great way to I was able to read A Wheel of Time book faster than Ooh, this boy. one. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of, I, I gotta, can't I can't say anything negative about the Wheel of Time because uh, my wife listens to this podcast. Yeah, I gotta pick up book five of Wheel of Time. I mean, I uh, have a copy. She's but, finished. My wife has burned yeah. through all of them. My brother in law was actually working on like a Wheel of Time encyclopedia. That's hilarious. I think he finally gave up. But plus, yeah. you could also just buy one. Yeah, that's true. Not not one this intricate. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so DK Publishing Wheel of Time. is going to be I think to hire uh, him. so. If you don't know, the Wheel of Time was written by Robert Jordan. It's what thirteen books. 14. 14. Okay. Picked up by Sorry, by, anyone who knows better. By Brandon Sanderson after, yep. after the death of Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan. So it's a, it's a long-running fantasy series. Yeah. Very popular. Still has fans. I mean, it's still... I mean, it's not that old at this point, but people are still into it. I've read two, and I probably won't read more. Didn't hate it. Just wasn't my cup yeah. of tea. You know? I've read four. I gave the You're first good. three books all five stars. Wow. And I gave the fourth book okay. four stars, uh-huh. but I also still really like the fourth one. Huh. So... Just a lot of cool world building and it characters. is a cool world. I like yeah. the character. It's one of the few yeah. fantasy books where I'm like, man, I can't wait till we get back to this character. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was part of it was format for me because it was difficult to be like, you know, we just read 200 pages about this character and now we're going to abruptly stop and switch mm-hmm. to a next, which I know is sort of a hallmark of that kind of yeah. uh, of that style. But that was jarring for me. Sorry, man. I, and certain characters I liked, certain I didn't. So I was like, oh, okay, please keep talking about your acts. So, Wait, anyway. did you just try to diss Perrin? No, no, no. I, Perrin's like one of my favorite characters I'm so sorry. far. Keep in mind, I'm only four books in. Yeah. I think I talked to your wife about it one time. She's like, oh, you like Perrin? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. But like, I've only made it four books, so maybe yeah. like later on it becomes a terrible it's character. It's a twist. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. He's a tw- it's a twist. I stink. Anyway, we have the Wheel of Time in our fantasy, sci-fi Wheel fantasy of... section oh, man. on the main floor. We have I... some in the stacks too, so check it out if you haven't already. I can't tell you the name of the guy who did it, but somebody made like an album. Uh-huh. For the Wheel of Time, really? So like, it's mostly orchestral, like, but yeah. like guitar. It's oh, that makes very sense. indie. Yeah. Uh, but just like a soundtrack of what he thinks the Wheel of Time would sound like. Mm-hmm. But he also has like a song just called the Wheel of Time, and it's like this rock song. He's like, yeah. the Wheel of Time. <laughs> I would so, listen to that yeah. totally. So, while we're talking about weird orchestral pieces, why don't you tell them about that Paul McCartney mistake you made? That doesn't look. I just, it doesn't no, have anything to do with it's this. Fun. No, it doesn't. I ordered the library, a bunch of concert uh, movies, yeah. concert films. Yeah, yeah. So I got Which like uh, the song remains the same with yeah. Led Zeppelin yeah. and uh, the Who from '78, maybe I can't okay. remember. I got all these, and I was like, Rolling oh. Stones. You got Rolling yeah, Stones. Yeah, I got Rolling Stones, Shine a Light, and I was like, oh. Well, we should have something representing the Beatles, but the Beatles don't have a lot of co- any concert films. I don't think so. Just I have just a, their like music movies, like yeah. Hard Day's Night and stuff, yeah. and we have those. Yeah, we do. So I looked for Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. and of which there are many. There are quite the, a few. The the back in the U.S. 
A back in the US, US just US back in the US was really expensive yeah. but I found one one of my all time favorites I found one on sale yeah and it was like this this <laughs> was it Stepping know, Stones Stepping Stones yeah. and everybody said it was great yeah so I bought it to find out that one it wasn't a concert film yeah first and foremost not a film <laughs> it's so that's, a that's CD cool. just a it's CD it's a music CD so I was yeah. like okay so we bought Paul McCartney music CD yeah. whatever but it's not the worst it's uh it's classical music yeah. done by Paul McCartney, yeah. except Paul McCartney doesn't actually perform. Or he conduct. Just, he or just conduct. wrote it. Yeah. He just wrote it. So we bought a <laughs> CD of just some people playing yeah. orchestral music. In, written, written by Paul McCartney. Yeah. Around Stonehenge, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Written by Paul Funny. McCartney. Yeah. I, I will check it out. You'll have one guaranteed checkout. I'll Thanks. check it out and I'll listen to it. And All I'll right. let you know. And listeners, I'll let you know as well. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, All right. So that closes your bookmark, then. I guess you don't close a bookmark. Yeah, why? You close a book on your bookmark. Yeah. The book is closed on your or bookmark. Or you take a bookmark out of the book. My son does that all the time. Take you. <laughs> yeah, I'll set it down, and he'll be like, yay, and he'll pull it out, and I'll be like, oh, boy. It oh, should okay. be noted, Nick's son is 27 years old. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I, I had him when I was four. No, just kidding. He's not that old. Uh, my bookmark. Let me let me since you asked. Let me tell you. Um, I've been in play mode as we've discussed. I've been trying to find a good. I've been trying to find a good play to do. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant you've just been like. So I've been reading some mode. stuff. One of the ones that I read recently, my wife and I read most of it out loud together, which I find is a very helpful way to judge a play because often I'll read it in my head and think like, oh great, but then like you read it out loud and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is actually terrible. Yeah. But no, this was pretty good. It's called Rounding Third by Richard Dresser. It's a, just a two man cast. And it's these two guys, a coach and an assistant coach of a little mm-hmm. league team. And it was funny. Like, there was some moments that were really funny. Is there a lot of uh, who's on first? No, there's none of that. What? There's none of that. That's I know. an opportunity. I think it sort of goes for, like, a profound moment, and it misses. Ah. And so it's kind of, it ends up that, feeling kind of hollow. That's called a ball. Oh, okay. In baseball, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, I know what you mean. So, but four so balls, anyways, you get to move on. Rounding third by Richard Dresser. I also finished, as, as I brought up last week, I, I got an advanced Notice. reader of oh. um, Lois Lane Double Down by Gwenda yeah. Bond. So this is the sequel to Lois Lane Fallout, which we definitely have in our collection because I've checked it out. So yeah. uh, take a look at it. checks it out weekly. I, every week, yeah. And reads it. Yeah, it's dog-eared. Just kidding. Please don't dog-ear our books. I hate yeah. that. That is a terrible thing to do. If you're dog-earing really library no, books, I'm not. you need to I'm not. hard look at yourself I'm in the sorry. mirror. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I read uh, Lois Lane Double Down, which is the sequel. So here's my two cents on it. It was good. I like the characters. I like the style. My one problem with this book was that this is a teenage Lois Lane. She's like uh-huh. 16. And they're working for sort of like a little blog subsidiary of the Daily sure. Planet. Yeah. You know? So the first one, the story that they were covering, it made sense. that like, This is something you would let teenagers do. This one was about like the ex-mayor and like mob connections. And it just like... Well, it didn't make any sense that there were a bunch of, like, 16-year-olds doing this. Yeah. So the story was still good, but you have to just kind of accept that, like, yeah, that's a 16-year-old, like, going up against a mob boss. Right. And nobody really thinks it's that big of a deal. Okay. But it is. So it's definitely worth reading. But I don't think it was as strong as Fallout. The first book, the Fallout book, it, when you described it, it made me think of, like, Smallville. Like, a weird Smallville episode. Like, this week, Clark's dealing with some computer hackers. Yeah. Not a DC villain, per se. Yeah. But... No, Maybe it doesn't. We'll it doesn't I don't think it feels like Smallville, really. Okay. It has a nice. I think one thing you would appreciate about it is that it has kind of a cool sci-fi tinge to it. It doesn't like, like cool beat you tinges. over the head with it or anything, mm-hmm. but some of the tech they use and a lot of it is she and Smallville guy who were all guessing as Clark, 
our like meeting and it's just Pete. It's just Pete Ross. I know. I actually that crossed my mind. (laughs) Anyway, Lois Lane Double Down by Gwenda Bond is coming out in May. We will have it in the YA section. Early review exclusive. Yeah, that's right. And all the books exclusive. Are you legally able to share that review? Sure. I don't know. I think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's like you can only review this two weeks before the book is released. Well, thanks for discussing this with me live on all the books. Sorry. That's all right. Anyway, what I'm, more criminal activities. What I'm currently reading is uh, Savage Hawkman Volume 2. So that's the second volume of the New 52 Hawkman series. Hawkman! Yeah. Have you read any of these? No. First one is kind of sloppy. This one's okay. It feels a little bit more action adventure. It's okay. kind of fun. I knew that was a Birdman impression I was doing. I know. It wasn't yeah. Hawkman. Okay. He's less uh, horse-faced than he is in the Legends of Tomorrow that's, TV that's show. Yeah. So, Anyway, uh, I'm also... I, I turned my focus to Rules of Prey by John Sanford. I kind of have been picking away at this. That's the DC team where there's uh, Batgirl, no. who was, is Oracle, Huntress, yeah. and Black Canary. You're thinking Birds of Prey, but thank you for bringing that up, because we recently bought some new Birds of Prey for our graphic novel collection. Well, old. Yeah, they're older. Right. They're older runs, but yeah. uh, it's classic stuff, Gail yeah. Simone stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, in our YA, not YA, woo, in our adult graphic novel collection. Yeah. So we have, yeah. I think, three volumes of Birds of Prey now, mm-hmm. which I always like. So if you're a Birds of Prey fan, yeah, I love the Peregrine Falcon. Mm-hmm. I love the okay. Red Tail Hawk. You're using the wrong definition again because those are literal Birds of Prey. I love. This is a team. Most eagles. Okay, but this is a superhero team of eagles. No, but man. <laughs> Man, I guess that's Owls of Gahul. I, I love owls. Wow. Why don't you and Zack Snyder get married? I don't like Zack Snyder. Anyway, so I've never even seen Owls of Gahul. I've seen it, and it's not good. Really? But we have the books in the J section, my, so my wife, stop and check them out. My wife likes it. Shaka. Oh, that was mean. <laughs> so I'm not going to edit that out. You're going to have to talk to her no, about that She one. knows. She knows. We're talking. Lots of people like Owls of Gahul. Sure. Maybe not. Yeah. Lots. Zack Snyder, small children, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'm reading Rules of, Play, Rules of Prey, which is the first yeah. Lucas Davenport book by John Sanford. Okay. This is for the Page Turners Book Club. We'll be meeting this in early April. we got a nice big group talking about this, so if you want to join a book club, this would be a fun one to join. Yeah. So you can pick up a copy at the front desk. Yeah. That's it for me, sport. Wow. I got. I know. Well, according to Goodreads, you're also reading Yertle the Turtle. Yeah, I'm reading that. Yeah, to my son. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. We're, it, You're a slow reader when no, it comes to... No, it's just these short stories. It's like a little Zero yeah. the Turtle and Gertrude McFuzz. Yeah. And I've just been reading like one at a time. Well, so. it's good that you have all these books to read to him because I'm never buying you another one as long gonna... as I live. All right, let's talk dinosaur no, no, let's not. Listen, folks, this is what happened. All right. Eric asked me if I ever read my son dinosaur books. And I've read him Dinosaur Train. And he liked it. And I've read him a few other dinosaur books, but we don't really have dinosaur books. So Eric was like, I'm going to buy a dinosaur book. So he bought Tony Mitten's Dinosaur Rumpus for him. I read it. My son enjoyed the pictures. I gave it three stars because it's an unpleasant book to read. You're an unpleasant book. And Eric takes this very personal. Uh, Oh, you know what? What? Yeah. I I think I'm... Meant to buy Saturday Night at the Dinosaur Dinosaur Stomp. Well, that sounds way better. Yeah. Huh. I want you to read Dinosaur Rumpus out loud. I did. Tell me I'm wrong. You know what? I'm looking and I'm like, I think it was this Dinosaur Stomp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. I'll request it from another library. Sorry, man. I'm going to buy this one. It's only $7. Temporarily uh, out of stock. Oh, no. 
While we're talking about kids' books, I will mention that we've been reading through the Clifford and Critter books, too. So these are fun to rediscover. I just recently read Clifford's you Kitten. You and I have been reading through these? No, me and my son. Oh. Clifford's Kitten <laughs> and Clifford's Happy Easter. Both solid. I find the Clifford books hit and miss. Sometimes they're just fun and cute. Sometimes I feel like, well, that was stupid. I find it nice disturbing try. that we all know that the bigger the dog is, the oh, yeah. shorter his life is. In real life, Clifford would live about 25 minutes. Right. I think that heart would give out. It would. Instantly. She'd be like fetch boy, and his heart would explode <laughs> like a big sack of paint. It would just, oh, yeah, be terrible. Red paint. Yeah, red. Well, paint. I mean, because of blood, yeah. but also because of Clifford. Yeah, he's Clifford's if big... Clifford was bleeding, no one would know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't oh, know. Clifford That's is, terrifying. This is a terrifying. Also, conversation. I was so sorry, mad children. By Mercer Mayer. I love the Little Critter series. Did you read the Little Critter series? As Litter a child? Critter. Little Critter. Litter. It's time for Litter Critter. Little. As in small. I read these to my brother, and he loved them. I enjoyed them, and now my son is, is uh, pretty into them. So. For more information, Nick's brother is about 37 years old, as Nick was reading these uh, books. They know my brother because he was on our John Grisham That's true. If you, you want to so. see what uh, that reading of Litter Critter can turn somebody into, yeah. read, go back and... What episode was that? That was sure. so long ago. It was. It did you know, feel like we, a long time ago. If we look ago. back, it's only going to be like episode 28. I know. It probably, but it probably it, was. We've lived a long podcast yeah. life. Look up our John Grisham episode if you haven't seen it. Yeah. We had a lot of fun recording that one. If you're a Grisham fan. And you can find all the back all the back ones are on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Are they on YouTube as well? Did you All the old ones are on YouTube. You upload yeah. everything to YouTube. Okay. Yeah. SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. And remember, share with your friends. Yeah. Give us some good ratings. Spread yeah. the word about all the books. All right. Anyway, book news. book news. This is the part of the show where we go over some book news. Yeah. You want me to go first? Sure. You okay. want to go first? Nick is about to re- read some uh, early notices. Yeah, this right? is some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Uh, some of it is going to be new to publication. Some of it's going to be new to large print. Yeah. So I'm Here's an start... early, early notice. Yeah. Nick Gunning was murdered at 2.05 p.m. on 3-21-2016. Well, that doesn't make any sense because it's four minutes from now. Hmm. That would you don't be a mean... very early notice. What is oh that? my gosh! <laughs> Woo. Boy, anyway. go ahead, oh, folks. I'm okay, but I'll I'll check in in four minutes. And let you know. <laughs> Coming out in large print. So all you large print fans out there, uh, we've got a a new romance coming out by Tessa Afshar called is that the book? Land of Silence. Oh, the, title the book is... title is New Romance. That is kind of a good title, isn't it? Thank you. This is by uh, Tessa Afshar. As I said, Land of Silence. We'll be getting this in June, so keep an eye out on the large print section for that. We have the a debut of a new cozy mystery series. Oh. So if you're uh, if you're not a cozy mystery reader, usually when we say cozy <laughs> mysteries, that means there's not a lot of blood and guts. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but it's still like a, a good, right. enjoyable mystery. Yeah. Some of my favorite cozy mysteries include the Murder She Wrote series yeah. by Donald Bain. Yeah. So. And we, we Jessica are, Fletcher. Yeah, and I, am, Fletcher. I am working one of those into uh, a book club, too. We're doing Nashville Noir by, uh, quote, Jessica Fletcher, unquote, okay. and right. Donald Bain. So, anyway, a new cozy mystery series, the Catherine Sullivan Mysteries by Emily Barnes. The first one is coming out, The Fine Art of Murder, so you can look for that in June. So that's it for large print this time around. we got a few uh, in standard print, and these will be uh, new to publication. These are coming out in May, so you got a couple months to anticipate. Uh, Linda Howard. Eric, have you read Linda Howard? No. Me neither. Oh. But she writes romantic suspense. So if you're a romantic suspense fan, then you'll be in suspense until Troublemaker comes out on May 10th. Okay. Is that just like suspense? Like, oh, will they get together? No, it's... No. Okay. It's a, it's a suspense, but there's usually romance involved as well. Not necessarily with the suspense. 
So Linda Howard's coming out with a new book, May 10th, called Troublemaker. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Steve Martini, who of course you know is a wild and crazy guy. Sorry. Steve Martin. That's Steve Martin. Okay. Yeah. No, I got it right. Steve, <laughs> Steve Martini is actually a uh, prolific banjo player. He was in the... Steve Jer- Martin again. That was Steve Martin. Yeah. That was Steve Martin. Yeah. Okay. You're thinking of the guy who did the voice in Prince of Egypt with Martin Short. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. So Steve Martini, author of books such as uh, Shop Girl and The Pleasure <laughs> of My... That's confusing because he is an author. That's true. That's but Steve Martin again. Steve Martin yeah. wrote The Pleasure of My Company yeah. and Shop Girl. Okay. You're playing with the big boys now. Also Steve Martin. Right. This is Steve Martini, inventor of the... Vodka tonic. Just kidding. I was going to say martini, and then I didn't. So that's uh, that's what happens with expectations. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Anyway, Steve Martini, yeah. who is separate right. from the comedic actor Steve Martin, they've separated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he writes uh, legal thrillers. All right. And so he's next in the Paul Madriani series. This is book 14. It's coming out May 17th called Blood Flag. Steve Martini's Blood Flag coming out. <laughs> That sounds funny. Yeah. It's blood flag. Just a lot of bit to get to this one piece of book news. Coming out May 17th. So if you're a Steve Martini fan, yeah. let me let me first apologize. Yeah. And number two. Who's not? Have you ever heard his Get Small album? It's hilarious. Steve Martin. Think small. Steve Martin. Let's get small. Okay. It's called, but yeah. That is Steve Martin. Finally, from book news, because I'm just so anxious to stop talking, we have okay. by, by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. Sure. 15th Affair. So this is book number, can you guess? 107. No, it's 15. Okay. 15th Affair. This is number 15 in the Women's Murder Club. Now these books, let me tell you, Jimmy P's books tend to be popular here anyway. Whether it's NYPD Red or Private or Alex Cross, whatever, they're popular. Women's Murder Club is a whole new ball game. These come (laughs) in. Stick them up. And we need so many copies. It's time to die. So, because it's the time that you said. It's (laughs) 205. Well, I have to kill you now. I have to kill you. So that was a real, that sure. was an exclusive yeah. scoop. So you're picking on me for my bits, but that's hold on. Okay. Good for yeah, you. I waited four minutes to kill you. Yeah, boy. Watch out. Okay. I'm stabbing you. Yeah. Stabbing. This is not. Nick Gunning is dead. I don't think we should send this episode out as like a screener if we're going to try to get new listeners. <laughs> I don't think this is the one I'd send. Really? Oh, maybe we haven't. I didn't it. really kill him. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That was a failed bit. Anyway, on Nick's end. So I know there's lots of James Patterson's here at the David A. Howe Public Library fans. That is. So this is a 15. 15- so, I didn't even. I've never heard of this series. The Women's Murder Club. Yeah, sure you have. Come on. No. Really? Yeah. There was a show. There was a show on. I think it was on ABC. Andy Harmon. Women's Murder Club. No. Oh well. Anyway, it's a pretty big deal. It's probably at this point it might have even surpassed Alex Cross as his most popular series, at least regionally, at least here in Wellsville. I would say Women's Murder Club takes the. Well, the Tom Cruise be able to star in this movie adaptation? No. Okay. No, Tom Cruise. Oh, that's not James Patterson. No, that was uh, Lee Child's Jack Reacher. You're thinking. Yeah. Tyler Perry from last night's The Passion Live uh, played Alex Cross in the most recent movie, and before that, Morgan Freeman. The Passion Live saying we don't need another hero. Tina Turner's? We don't need another Tina, Tina, Tina Turner's from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdomes. So the movie ends. Mad Max is just wandering in the desert. I see. End credits. Tina Turner, we don't need another hero. So they sang that Tina Turner song, but they didn't sing Proud Mary? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't want to tell or them. Or GoldenEye. I don't want to tell them how to do their job, but Proud Mary, come yeah. on. I kept waiting. Yeah. It's like sooner or later, like... yeah. Uh, she left a good St. job. St. Peter is going to be like, uh, Golden Eye, yeah. got your number. Yeah. You better be good to me. Be good to me. That's another Tina Turner song. Okay. And I'm out. 
What's love got to do? Yeah, well, got to do, got to do with it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Is that it? I'm out. Yeah, well, I, I can do more, but, you know. Did she do the soundtrack for Waterworld? That also seems like a movie she might have done mm, a song for. That's possible. We're living in a water world. Tell me that's made up. That's made up. Okay, good. <laughs> I believed you. Okay. All right. What do you got, sport? What's coming what up this week? All right. This is a dead week, and so is next week. Oh, boy. Uh, it's not until April 5th that I'll... And then a whole lot comes out. So cool. I guess this is the... I mean, it's Easter-ish. Yeah, sure. So, easter But these are a few books that are going to be coming out March 22nd. Start with nonfiction, like we always do, unless I forget I have nonfiction. So Dime Store, <laughs> A Writer's Life by Lee Smith. Do you know Lee Smith? Personally? Do you know of her? I don't think so. It says it's her first work of nonfiction. Oh. Usually if you can write... A book like this about your writer's life you've probably written some other stuff yeah, you've right? probably done well yeah uh i see a lot of books saving grace family linen fancy strut news hmm. of the spirit the last girls know. a novel i don't know man. magic hill guess of the earth dime store a writer's life by lee smith okay <laughs> okay we've got back from the bed uh, oh. no, not back from the bed that <laughs> would be a <laughs> steamy book that is, yeah uh no this is back from the dead Okay. By Bill Walton. He's a football oh. player. Okay. Uh, it's his biography. It's autobiography? Whose bed was he in? If he wrote it, it's an autobiography. I don't know. Hey, okay. this is silly. Uh, the Death of Caesar, the story of history's most famous assassination by Brian Strauss. Barry Strauss, I'm sorry. It's what? just funny because, like, everybody knows. We know who did I mean, it. like, at the end of this book, somebody's got to be like, yeah. oh, it was Brutus. Yeah. And the rest of the right. Republic? Congress? Sure. Yeah, why not? What were they at the time? They Senate. Like yeah, it's yeah. Senate. Yeah. Uh, I would say, instead of reading this book, go rewatch the two seasons of Rome. HBO's Rome. Re- you're going to tell people to not read this book, but to go watch an old TV show. Okay. Huh. All right. Can we do a podcast the on The views Rome? expressed in this podcast do not represent the David A. Hoppo. No, come, come read this book. Okay. Or read Julius Caesar by Shakespeare? Yeah, he wrote it. I've never read it. Me neither. All right. Do you want the... I'm just going to read this one. Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, the art of the film. Did you say Donna Justice? Yeah. Uh, Donna <laughs> Justice is... Batman, Superman, it's me, Donna Justice. <laughs> That's great. No? Thank you. Yeah. Is she like the receptionist? Yeah, she's a receptionist. Why can't she also be the superhero? She could be. Okay. She just, you know... She's she's just, a... Yeah, she's, she's a already, super receptionist. She's had a successful career. Now Donna Justice has come back. Yeah. And she's just like, she's taking calls at yeah. the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Wonder Woman, you got a call. And she passes it through. Yeah. And Wonder Woman's like, oh, thank Hera. Is we it, have a receptionist Isn't here. like NBC making that show right now? About Donna Justice? No, not Donna <laughs> Justice. What's that show where it's just like normal people chilling? Powerless. Powerless. Just like an office situation a, comedy set in the it's DC an universe. insurance agency. Insurance set agency. In the DC universe. Okay. But Marvel also greenlit their Wrecking Crew they just can't stop uh, TV show which okay. is about um, the Wrecking Crew is a group that basically fix and repair like all the construction oh, they get rid of damage. all the demolished okay. uh, buildings and everything Boy, that's gonna keep them busy yeah well I think they're one of those people who like ka-ching every yeah, time really? like, the Hulk goes on a rampage so is this like the an art book that you're telling me about here yeah it's, the that's why book. it's the art of the, the film the art of okay so. I lost track do you read a lot of, like, art of the film books? I don't. No. I mean, if we had it here, I would check it out and flip through it. But I, no, I, don't I love concept art. Yeah. But, like... I like concept art. I guess not so much with comic book stuff. Mm. Because... Yeah. I mean, I mean that's we've what seen it is. the characters before. I love Jurassic Park concept art. Oh. Surprise. I know. 
All right, last book. This is the biggest release coming out. That's why I saved it last. Wow. Yeah. Fool Me Once, Harlan Coben. Oh. Harlan Coben. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing his first uh, uh, Mickey Bolitar book for a book club later this summer. Uh, that was summer. made up. Excuse me? The title. Me? That title was made up. <laughs> oh, hey, no, there is one more book. I forgot it. Jane Steele by Lindsay Fay. It's a reimagining of Jane Eyre as a gutsy, heroic serial killer. What? From That makes no sense at all. Reader, I murdered him. Wow. Uh, I like to sometimes read the last bit. Okay. Here. So, uh, she faces a terrible dilemma. Can she possess him, body, soul, and secrets, Holy without mackerel. revealing her own murderous past? Easy killer. A satirical romance about identity, guilt, goodness, and the nature of lies by a writer who Matthew Pearl calls superstar caliber, and whose previous work, Gillian's Flynn, declared spectacular. Jane huh. Steele is a brilliant and deeply absorbing, inspired by Charlotte Bronte's classic Jane Eyre. So this is Jane Eyre reimagined as a modern-day serial killer. But heroic and romantic. A heroic serial killer. Yeah. Like Dexter? Yeah. Okay. That's a thing unto itself. That's weird. Oh, hey! Um, you just keep finding little nuggets over there, don't you? Well, I'm going to read New York Speaking Times. of which, we have an Easter egg hunt coming up Saturday before Easter, March 26th. Followed by a showing of the Peanuts in the auditorium at 1 o'clock. I'm glad you said that. How did you say nugget? I don't know. I guess I was picturing you searching for little things and it made me think of Easter eggs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. so, all right. So, New York Times bestsellers list? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Hit me with your best shot, Pat Benatar. Mm-hmm. Clawback, J.A. Jance, number 10. Mm. The Liar, Nora Roberts, number 9. Yeah. Number 8, The Waters of Eternal Youth by Donna Leon. Do they work? Uh, Commissioner Guido Brutani is asked to investigate the accidental meal drowning of a girl 15 years ago. The 25th novel in the series. Wow. Uh, the Drop by Michael Connelly. Harry oh, Bosch. Harry Bosch. The LAPD uncovers. Nice. Both the operations of a sadistic killer and political conspiracy. Now, have you, you haven't seen any Michael Connelly stuff? Have you seen, like, did you see the movie, The Lincoln Lawyer? No. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I love those books. I, I've read maybe four or five of the Harry Bosch books, and they're, they're very good. I think I prefer the uh, Lincoln Lawyer series, which is also by Connelly. Okay. Uh, Harry Bosch is in those sometimes, too. I prefer Lincoln Logs. The Lincoln Logs, yeah. yeah. The old the toy from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. They're not really creative, are they? They're kind of like a very boring... Block setup. They're creative. You're like, look, I just stacked them in a square. You could do things. Like triangles. <laughs> okay. Uh, number six. Okay. Rock with Wings. Okay. By Anne Hillerman. Uh, this reminds me, Nick, why why did you think the soundtrack to The Rock's Scorpion King was worth buying? <laughs> Have we talked about my love for The Scorpion Nick King? Nick loves the, the Scorpion King. I don't think, well... How many of the films, the Scorpion King movies, have you seen? Oh, I've only... Well, no, I did see the second one. I've seen the first one. Why do you like that so much? That is the MTV action film of 2002. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know why I like it so much. 2001? I always have. My dad and I went to see it when it first came out. I liked it then. I saw that before I saw any of the Mummy movies, and then I went back and watched them. It was a hard time to be a teenager, because we had Scorpion King and the Chronicles of Riddick. I don't know what's not to like about the Scorpion King, honestly. It's just like a fun... It's not a, like a thinking man's movie. It's That's just true. like action-adventure, and it's like kind of funny. I guess because yeah. the action wasn't very good, and I don't no. remember being very funny. Okay. And the soundtrack is horrible. The soundtrack is horrible, <laughs> yeah. Regiment. I found it over the weekend. I was at a thrift store in Hornell, and I was looking through the CDs, and I found the soundtrack to Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. terrible movie, good music. Yeah. Found the soundtrack to Scorpion King, terrible music, 
good movie. Okay, yeah. So, so you're saying Scorpion King is better than Phantom Menace? That's probably true. I would say that yeah. hands down. That's not even a question. Yeah. All right. Scorpion King 2, not good. Haven't seen 3 or 4. As soon as you bring Billy Zane into the fold, I think I'm done. Did you say Limp Biscuit was on that soundtrack? I don't think I did. But Godsmack and Hoopa Stank were. Yeah, you're right. Ugh, that was a terrible time for yeah. music. Those are horrible. Hor- yeah. Nickelback? That Nickelback, was there. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Nickelback is one of the worst bands to ever. Like, at least, <laughs> at least Godsmack, like... I never listened to it, but like it had its crew. But I don't think anyone liked Nickelback. I don't know. Do you think they do? Somebody must have. Listeners, if you like Nickelback, stop. Oh, well, tell us which ones too. I want to know. Yeah. Give me like a give me like a, a top you know album, what, a top track. The I want to know. The singer Chad Kruger did the song "Hero" from yeah. Spider Man, the oh, first one. Okay. Savior, hero, save us. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember. From the credits, there was that big music yeah, video. Was big Man, video. the first Spider-Man movie's so good. I know. It is. You should be watching that, not the Scorpion King. I'm, so, I'm not watching the Scorpion King. I just found the soundtrack for 99 cents and I bought it, and then I regretted buying it. <laughs> yeah. So that's 99 I have cents. Not you read, just gave to Papa Roach. I have not read <laughs> the novelization of the Scorpion King, <laughs> but I can, and I'll report back to you and our listeners about it. Oh my god! I'll do it, man. So okay, I once read the I once read the novelization of the movie Battleship. <laughs> I wish I was lying, but that's true because it was by Peter David, and I picked it up and was like, "Oh, Peter David's got a new book," and then I realized what it was. But I bought it anyway, and it was terrible. And I never saw the movie; I've only read the novel. Okay, you wanted to see that movie too. I remember I you trying to get some people for that. I didn't want to see it. Would it go? I don't know. All right, Robert that's another me. stinker with Liam Neeson. Wow. What? Not good. It didn't have anything to do. Also, like, you, can't, you can't sit here and talk about the greatness of Scorpion King and then judge a Liam Neeson film. Battleship? The well, Liam yeah, Neeson I film mean, Battleship and Star Wars Episode One. I don't think people say, oh, that's how you connected it. I don't think people say, oh, Battleship, that Liam Neeson film. That's exactly what people say. Okay. Uh, he didn't need to do it. It was just poor judgment on his part. I think after you do Schindler's List, you can do whatever you want. But you shouldn't do Battleship. Okay. All right. What else you got? Did we finish this? Number five. Number five. The wow. Nightingale by Kristen Hannah. Oh Hanna. my gosh. 46 weeks. Enough already. Number four. Me Before You, Jojo Moyes. Hey, don't you mean Jojo Moyes? Number three. The Steel Kiss by Jeffrey Deaver. Ooh. Number two. Off the Grid, CJ Box. CJ Box. Number I, one. Actually, I kind of want to read that. I, I mentioned this before. We, I've only read the first one, but I've seen the last couple on the shelves and I thought that looks interesting. Okay. I might get back into CJ Box. Uh, number one. Fire Touched. Patricia Briggs. Patricia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the shapeshifter Mercy, Mercy Thompson. Mercy Thompson. Alpha yeah. werewolf mate, Adam, yeah. protect a stolen human child. It's a crazy world. It's a weird, weird world. The one we live in? Well, yes, but They no, also say I mean, Mad World on the Passion Live. Okay. No, I just... I, I've only read the graphic novel from the Mercy Thompson series. Oh, that world is weird. Yeah, it is. It's strange. Okay. Do you want some book news? Didn't we already do that? Well, those are new releases. I got two. Are you going to do a disclaimer things. that we don't usually talk about book gossip? And we usually don't talk about talk book about gossip. book gossip. No, these aren't book gossip. Okay. One, the I Am Not a Serial Killer movie, based on the book by Dan Wells. Oh yeah. Uh, premiered at its wherever movies are being shown right now. I can't remember the festival. Can I tell you, I did not know there was a movie. Also, Dan Wells once tweeted to us at all the books, so maybe he will again. Yeah. Danny, if you're listening, I don't. He probably doesn't know. like you calling him Danny. Why not? Maybe he does. He's secure. Yeah, he seems like an okay guy. Yeah. Um, the movie, I think it's supposed to, I don't know when the wide release is happening. They're probably going to wait okay. till like fall or maybe just do video on demand. But anyway, it's getting decent reviews. I bring it up for you specifically because Christopher Lloyd is in it. 
He plays... 88 miles per hour! That was kind of, I mean, that was fine. That was kind of shaggy. Like was, oh, yeah. Lloyd. Like, zoinks, we got 88 miles per hour, yeah. Scoob. Yeah. What's a gigawatt? Yeah. All right. Good job. Um, <laughs> he plays the the main character, John Cleaver's uh, elderly next-door neighbor. Oh. So, that's nice. it. The yeah. kid playing Chris John Lloyd. Cleaver was the kid from another book adaptation, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh. Man, that movie, like, destroyed me emotionally. Wow, I've read the book. I've never seen the movie. Well, it's completely different. We have the movie and we have the soundtrack, too. So I check it out. cried like a little baby. Oh. Like a little baby who hadn't been fed in wow. days. I cried. Jeez. To where the wild that is a are. dark explanation <laughs> <Yeah>. of crying. <laughs> All right, last thing. This is a little I, and I'm sorry. I just want to make sure you compared that to a starving baby. <laughs> that was your joke. Well, that's how I cried. <laughs> okay. All right. Because the wild things, no, I he was leaving yeah. the wild things, and they were all like, "Woo!" And oh, he, he started howling back. Oh boy! Okay, and, I'm getting, I'm getting a little, yeah. I'm getting a little emotional. Oh my gosh! I need my bottle. Okay. No. Okay. So we should be an equal uh, opportunity group when it comes to bashing and also giving credit to some authors and things we don't like. Okay. You know, anytime there's a chance to tell Harry Potter fans what's the real deal, please don't. I want to, Why? but here I'm going to say something nice about them. Oh my gosh! This article. From The Guardian says Harry Potter's female readers now driving the boom in grip lit. Hmm. Grip lit being uh Hagrid's brother, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh is what we would call something like Girl on the Train. Okay. Those kind of books. Grip lit. Uh psychological thrillers, suspense, uh the crime sector has a lot of grip lit. Okay. Um <laughs> apparently one. the Statistics for it: the fiction sales were up 5.2 percent last year. Interesting. And crime and thriller novels accounted for 29 percent of the market. Wow. Um, and these readers so said that 60 percent of grip lit is bought by women, with hmm. 25 to 34 year olds counting as the largest age category. And the reason they combine this with Harry Potter is because that's the age people would be if they were 12 years old when they first read the novel in 1997. I see. So. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but whatever. I'm sure all of these people read Harry Potter, and now they're reading Girl on the Train. Well, while we're talking about Harry Potter and book news, just a reminder, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the play, is coming out in hardcover. You can pre-order your copy. It's coming out July 31st of this year. Why don't you just do that play? And we will certainly have copies here. Oh, my gosh. We've got 42 minutes. Great. We haven't even got to our segment. We haven't. Let's hit it. All right. Well, folks, uh, as you recall from last week... Uh, we we uh, talked a little bit about a certain mutual friend of ours, a certain caped crusader, a certain champion of the night. Yeah. You might say. Uh, the dark detective. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, yeah. we're, we're going to talk about somebody who, uh, again, if you, if you were... He was talking about Batman. I was talking about we Batman. We were talking about Batman yeah. last week. So if, if, you, if you back in the, in the early, uh, mid to late 30s were just like hanging around waiting for something crazy to happen, then... Uh, 1938 would have been the time because that's when Action Comics number one came mm-hmm. out with a certain uh, a certain champion of justice, yeah, a certain, certain last son of Krypton, a certain man of steel, yeah, a, a certain, certain man of tomorrow, yeah, you might a say. A certain, uh, are you out? Do you want me to stall? Uh, boy Wonder. That's Robin. S- certain. That's Robin. Uh, best he is at what he does. Wolverine. Wall crawler, web slinging, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Spider Man. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're of course talking about uh, 
Shazam. Superman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Superman. We're talking about Superman. We're talking about Superman, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Really, though, Bill Finger. No, that was Batman. Okay, just that kidding. Yeah, these people actually did create them. Though they, they got, uh, they got pretty ripped off. Apparently, comics. Yeah. I think somebody said like their contract was like one of the worst contracts they had mm. ever seen. Well, it was so early. I mean, it was yeah. like the real early days. Yeah. To be we'll fair, we'll give you twenty-five cents for this character of Superman. Yeah. With your name all on the billboard. A lot of things that like people think were there from the beginning, though, were not. That's one of the interesting sure. things about Superman. You have. Uh, the radio show from like the 40s that's where you get Perry White that's where you get Jimmy Olsen Kryptonite uh, Kryptonite yeah. yeah you've got the uh, the novel by George Lothar uh, which was the first Superman story not credited to uh, Siegel or Schuster the first one the first novel adaptation of a, mm-hmm. a comic book character and that fleshed out a lot of things about Clark's life about uh, you know his, his background in Kansas his parents mm-hmm. so you have these other media sort of filling in the gaps of things yeah. that started in comics yeah um, and uh, John Byrne, yeah, did all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Superman's been reinvented a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, over over the course of uh, since 1938, we've had four radio serials, a film serial, uh, seven live action films, eight uh, animated films, uh, four long running live TV shows, seven animated series, and a whole slew of just terrible video games have featured uh, Superman yeah. as the primary character. Yeah. So let's begin similar to how we did with how many like tops flare cards a lot was he on yeah so many <laughs> so many let me ask you this when, uh-huh. you, when you think back about Superman the old man of steel uh-huh first memory the uh, old Fletcher cartoons ah uh, yes Max Fletcher That's, I'm pretty sure I was watching them on Cartoon Network or whatever the equivalent yeah. was maybe it was even uh, Nick and Knight yeah I don't not did I say Nick and Knight yeah you did maybe that's what I mean TV Land I think Nick and Knight was the precursor I don't think to Nick TV and Knight Land. showed cartoons though. Oh, well, well, anyway. I had, like, VHS tapes of these. I always. did. I would watch them on you TV. You watched them on TV? And I loved them. I was, like, glued every time they came on. So these were very influential. These, these, were, these were created on a pretty high budget for the day. Yeah. And they were made to be released theatrically. You know, yeah. Like, before films and stuff. I just got them on Blu-ray. And they're, yeah, they're All great. episodes. Yeah. Most of them are public domain now, so they're really yeah. easy to find. But these were things where, finally, they, I mean, animation was taken really seriously. It was very high-quality animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still is kind of put up there as one of the most, I don't know, unique. Or... It's how the, cre- the creators of the Batman animated series from the 90s yeah. Yeah. cited it as one of their biggest yeah. influences. And in the earlier episodes of the Batman show, you definitely see it. Yeah. A lot of, like, painted backgrounds, still shots, mm-hmm. but, you know, quick action. Yeah. It's, yeah. An, it's an incredibly influential series of cartoons. Very racist. So it is a little racist. Yes. You're right. There's any any villain with Asian attitudes. origins. Yeah. Is, it's rough to watch. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, That's not every episode, but you will run across that, just considering the time. I've listened to quite a few of the radio serials over the years, and I like them. Mm. It's funny, one of the, before, before the whole, like, Clark Kent persona was really put out, I I remember reading, listening to a radio serial, and Clark just kind of shows up, and these people run into him, and they're like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm Superman, whatever. And they're like, well, you need, like, a job and a name. Why don't you call yourself Clark Kent? And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Then he goes off, and, like, that's how, <laughs> that, and that, you know, before it that's was funny. really figured out, that was kind of the thing, that he just, yeah. like, showed up. My favorite uh, radio serial is the podcast I listen to with Tony the Tiger. Mm. Oh. Uh-huh. And Captain Crunch. Wow. The one they talk about. It's about how they used to be big stars and now they're not. So they bring on like also stars of yesteryear. That sounds fun. Yeah, the toucan from Fruit Loops is there. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, I love yeah. some some cereal. He got into uh, drugs hard. Wow. Sa- yeah, Sam this the is a podcast can. that you listen to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he got over it. Uh-huh. But apparently, Follow the Nose was not just with Fruit Loops. <laughs> okay. Uh, super relevant. Let me answer your implied question of what my initial memories of Superman were. And they are this. Similar to Batman, the, the filmation yeah. uh, Superman. I had... I remember seeing those on TV, and I remember having them on VHS. Mm-hmm. I had the Superboy set and the Superman set, and wow. I loved them. I loved the Aquaman show, yeah. too, but that's for another podcast. Um, those and, of course, the Super Friends were... Okay. I didn't see the original movie. Superman movie until 2008. Wow. I didn't watch it until I was in college. I was like, hey, does somebody have this? Can I borrow it? Can and I somewhere it? it's still playing. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. very, very long movie. Yeah. You very even long. with your... Great speed couldn't possibly catch these two missiles. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anyway, so, you disease maniac. Now you. Now I know that you've read you've read some prose fiction about comic book characters, but probably not Superman. I haven't read any right? Superman okay. books. Okay, no. there are a lot of Superman yeah. novels out there. Some good, some not. Uh, I most recently read Crossfire, which I mentioned is a it's a, a kind yeah. of a YA book. Isn't Crossfire a song? Sure. It's a lead-up to the Superman-Batman movies. Right. Of course, the Lois Lane books. Uh, the yeah. one I mentioned, The Adventures of Superman by George Lothar, is actually, it's a really good book because it's, um, like I said, it really fleshes out the character, and it's, it's kind of like a proto-Superman. You know, you read it, and you think, like, well, that's not true. Right. You know, he was the one who popularized, like, Jor-El and Lara as the name. He named the Kents for the first time, though he called them Sarah and Eben, not Jonathan and Martha. Yeah. And that stuck for a while. George Reeves' show used that. Uh, but I've read uh, The Last Days of Krypton, which we have here in the collection. That's by Kevin J. Anderson. I've read the novelizations for Superman Returns, which is awful. And I don't want to hear your thoughts about Superman Returns. This is so just weird. Yet. You think from such a high... Well, I know you have problems with Superman Returns. You think maybe the novel could address some of those, but it doesn't. Yeah, it could have been yeah. like, and then Superman punched somebody. I'm like, <gasps> see, I'm just Finally! Gonna, I guess I just don't need my Superman punching things. I, I mean, that's what we have the Hulk for. I don't, I don't know. Anyway... Uh, but one that, I would really, the Hulk. one that I would really recommend, which we have in the collection, is called It's Superman by Tom DeHaven. So this is set in the 30s and early 40s, and uh-huh. it's just about, it's just a totally different take on Superman, just growing up in that time and like coming into his powers. It's, it's got some fun political stuff with Lex Luthor. It's just, it's a really good book, and it doesn't, like it, it has a classic Superman feel, but if you're not a sci-fi fan, if you're not a Superman fan... It reads like a pretty good historical novel, just okay. like set in the forties. So I we have that on a display right now. I have seen Godspell. Is that no? Okay, it's not so doesn't like, he have like a he, Superman he does, shirt? He wears a Superman shirt. Yeah. Okay. I've read uh, the Supergirl novelization by Norma Fox Mazur. I've read Last Days of Krypton by Elliot S. Magan. Not mm-hmm. good. Uh, Heat Wave by Michael Jan Friedman, Lois and Clark book. It's sure. a YA book. Uh, the Lois and Clark novel by C.J. Shera, which is interesting. C.J. Shera is a pretty big uh, sci-fi fantasy author. Sure. And she dipped into this uh, sure. to write this Lois and Clark book. It's got nothing to do with the show Lois and Clark, but it's a good Superman novel. Yeah. And we do have it. Uh, Death and Life of Superman by Roger Stern. It's one of my favorites. And I've read the Man of Steel novelization by Greg Cox. Uh-huh. These are just a few. That, it actually kind of smooths that movie out pretty well. Okay. Greg Cox is pretty good. <laughs> But there are a lot of different Superman prose fictions. Yeah. There's a whole Smallville series. There's tons and tons of stuff. So okay. if you are a Superman fan and want to read some books, we've got plenty here. But there's also a lot more. Yeah. Uh, today what we're going to do on our Superman spotlight... It's like what we did last week. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're each going to pick our, our top five Superman yeah. stories and, and just give, give a little bit of yeah. time to some of the other yeah. adaptations. Well, but, this, this is trickier for me because last week... 
I had 113 to choose from yeah. of Batman graphic novels. I only have read uh, 52 Superman graphic novels. Mm-hmm. There were there were four that really like came right to my mind. I only had to yeah. kind of look through my my archives to find a. a I mean, film I know my favorites. Easy, yeah. Tell me what your favorite uh, adaptation of Superman is. Adaptation, yeah. Like, I mean, outside like the a, comics, like a cartoon, a movie. It's the cartoon. The it's the '90s animated series. The Bruce Tim, yeah. With '90s Tim animated Daly. series, Tim Daly, yeah. and Lana, Dana, uh, Dana, Dana Delaney. Dana Delaney as Lois Lane. Yeah, she's like my favorite Lois Lane in the world. She's a very good Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Her voice just has that spunk to it. Yeah. So I remember. Do you remember when that aired? Do you remember like seeing that? Did it spin no, out? With I that didn't. Superman, Batman I didn't start movie watching or? it until it was. Yeah, they because they did the Batman animated series. Yeah, it was on Fox, right. and then Warner Brothers for their kids WB wanted to do a Superman animated okay. series, and then they brought the Batman cartoon over. So they did the Superman Batman. Movie, I remember that. Yeah, the world's finest. I love that movie. Lex Luthor and Joker are teamed up. So yeah. Batman and Superman team up. Got to. And then. Um, Batman got his own season on the WB. That's right. And then yeah. he got Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love that Superman. Superman animated series. I guess... I, I love mean, the villains. I love the the characters. I love... Anytime I read the comics, I'm like, well, that's not like the animated series. Yeah. And then I become like a snotty jerk. I mean, I've, I've been pretty happy with most Superman adaptations, I think. I never really got into the animated series. I don't have anything against it. I just no, never got into it. It's crazy because you love Smallville. I, well, Smallville... <laughs> Smallville had its faults, but <laughs> not I, I once did like in the Batman animated. I mean, the Superman animated series did. Uh, I don't. I can't even think of a crazy thing that the Smallville show did. So you got to think of that before you start. I, know. I think that's <laughs> I see the key. That you think of that, yeah. and then you then All you right. make that bold yeah. statement. But I I gotta say, not once in the animated series did Amy Adams eat a deer. That's true, but that did happen on Smallville. <laughs> that did happen on Smallville. Anyway. Lois and Clark, I think, is probably the thing that really like. I know I've read did it some people me. talk about uh, how that has like the best Perry White. Oh, it does. The best Lois Lane. Yeah. The best Jimmy Olsen. I think somebody once said they can't decide if it wasn't for Christopher Reeves, they yeah. would just have the best Superman cast. Period. Yeah, it is. So. It's a really strong cast. I just remember so that came out in '94, so I would have been like 11, and I remember like the commercials leading up to it. I remember like, oh, it's going to be on this night. I remember sitting in the living room. Just watching it, just transfixed. Yeah. I loved that. Going, show. going to parties and watching that on your little that's a radio that television. Yeah. yeah, that happened. Instead to, of having a party, with I people. went to a Super Bowl party in junior high. I didn't want to go, and they were like, "Just come." And I brought my portable TV, and I watched a Lois and Clark marathon. But that was a different time, you know. <laughs> that was like now. If you want to watch Lois and Clark, you just go and like go to Netflix or you yeah. buy the DVDs. But now At this time. It was like these aired, and there was going to be this marathon, and this was like the second time I would be seeing these episodes. It was a huge deal. But don't you feel like marathon. maybe you missed out on Super Bowl memories with those friends? Not at all. <laughs> don't you think that's interesting though about like the world? Yeah. I mean, we we are like the last generation to remember a time when like marathons were a big deal, where we couldn't just watch whatever we wanted whenever yeah. we wanted. It's true, you man. Know? Like if you missed, I remember, I remember a few episodes of Lois and Clark that I straight up missed. And like part of the that reason, was it. They're just gone. Part yeah. of the reason I remember the Smallville series being so much longer and more in depth is because I would watch the same episodes multiple times. Yeah. Because it would air on Tuesday night. Yeah. And then they would do their 
Sunday yeah, they repeat, repeat night. So I'd yeah. be watching like it almost twice a week. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I just think Lois and Clark. I remember when it was canceled, and it's canceled on a huge cliffhanger because they had already ordered a fifth season, and then they changed their minds. So it doesn't really resolve, which is always tough. But I, I would agree that it's a Terry Hatcher's a great Lois. That whole cast is strong. All right, we don't need a whole podcast on you professing your love to um, Terry Hatcher. Anymore. First of all, we do need that, but yeah, yeah. Lois Terry, and Clark, Terry, Lois if you're listening, Clark for me is, please is just send Nick really. a tweet. Yeah, just whenever. saying thanks for the mention. Big fan of yours as well. All right, you're getting aggressive. Let's 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 <laughs> switch Love to our favorite Terry stories. Hatcher. Tell me your give me give me a favorite Superman story. Uh, I'm gonna say the very first Superman comic book I ever read. It was a birthday gift. Uh, Superman Birthright. Ah, oh, yeah. Mark, wait, Mark and yeah, yeah. Uh, the artist I really like too. Um, it does have good art. Yeah, it's very uh, actiony art. Uh, yeah, I don't know also, what to say. I about mean, that, that's one. That it doesn't. It's not comic booky art. You know, it feels like. It feels pretty lit. I don't know. It just feels uh, real. Leno legit. Francis Yu. He, mm. He's done a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I do like Birthright. Birthright's great. Birthright is 12 issues. It's a Superman origin story. Uh, Man of Steel took some pieces kind of from it, mm-hmm. but not enough to help the movie. Right. Um, but this is great. This shows, like, anytime somebody's like, well, how would you do a Superman movie? I'm like, well, Birthright. Yeah. It's got plenty of action. It's got mm-hmm. uh, it's a good. Luther. It's a good balance. Yeah. And it totally gets the character yeah. of Superman and Clark across, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole bunch of him be, like not being invited to parties because he has to do that like kind of square routine. Right. But like he can hear people at the party because of his super hearing, so he's all alone and sad. Uh, there's the bit with his dad and everything. There's a bit where he's just like traveling the world as like a photographer and helping people because he's okay. a soon-to-be Superman someday. Just really great. Yeah, I agree. Birth, birthright is really strong. There's a lot of different Superman origins, and yeah, birthrights. That's one of our more popular ones. It's yeah. out quite a bit. Yeah, Superman for me was um, one probably I read most in single issues. Like I would go to the comic book store. I would go down mm-hmm. to the like quarter long boxes, dig through any Superman I could find. I would take, mm-hmm. and that was how I I got into this one arc that kind of it weaved through time. And it was some was in Superboy, <laughs> some was in Superman, and I kept going back, being like, "You got to find me Superboy number twelve or whatever it yeah. was." But so a lot of those for me are, are these those retro Superman, right? That really like I just love them. Like I know they're cheesy. It'll okay. be like Superman on the cover being like, "Oh, I can't tell Lois that I'm really a farmer." And you're like, "What does that even mean?" All of mine, some like goofy thing in the t- are standalones. Like okay, standalone. You don't need to uh, have read the comics. Mm-hmm. You know? Superman has quite a few of those that are good. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say, have you ever read any of the Jimmy Olsen or Lois Lane no. titles? I used to love those. They're very corny. Yeah. But Lois Lane, yeah. Superman Family, Jimmy Olsen, yeah. I loved all that stuff. Jimmy Olsen was uh, turned so into a gorilla how many times? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen got a lot of Turtle Boy and <laughs> Elastic Boy and all sorts of stuff. But my first one on my list here, this is not, I wouldn't say this is my absolute favorite, but it's one that really stood out to me, is a big Jimmy story. And I'm, I'm not usually a big Jimmy fan, but... Oh, yeah. Three, uh, <laughs> I believe that. 321 Action okay. by Kurt Busiek. Now, have you read this? Hold on. So you're saying if they made a Jimmy Olsen YA series like this Lois Lane yeah. book... You wouldn't be all for it? No, I would read it. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm not like, oh, great. Jimmy's Is he in, in these story. Lois Lane books? No. Oh, you think that would be like an easy... Well, she's 16, so he'd be like four. <laughs> oh, that's know? right. He's so much younger. Right, yeah. All right, continue. I'm sorry. 321 Action by Kurt Busiek. So this came out in 2008. And this is, it's really, it's kind of about like Superman and Jimmy 
and their relationship. So it's a lot of Clark stuff, which I tend to like. Okay. So it, it deals with that quite a bit. There's also a really cool uh, sort. It's almost like a bonus feature, really, in the back, where it's an old Jack Kirby story that was never made, mm. and so they make it and they kind of animate it in the old Jack Jack Kirby style. Uh-huh. And it's just it's a great. It's a throwback. You know, it feels. It makes me feel really like nostalgic for my long box days. Uh, mm. So three. Have you read this? I think you have. Nope. Three, two, one, action. Nope. Uh, I have it. Anyway, so that's that's me. Okay. What do you got next? Uh, I'd like to say that I think one thing DC does a lot better than Marvel in comic form is write stories that are standalone. That like I could give my favorite Superman stories to mm. anybody yeah. and not be worried they're going to be confused or anything. With Marvel, if I wanted to give somebody my favorite X-Men comics, okay. they'd be like, all right, so here's issue 61, 62, 63 of this X-Men. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not, there's no, but DC's like, oh, here's a standalone, out of continuity Wonder Woman book and yeah. Flash book and it's just so much easier. So that was a big reason I have so much more Batman and Superman mm-hmm. graphic novels than I do yeah. Marvel graphic yeah. novels. Uh, but I'm going to say, all-Star Superman. Oh, yeah. By Grant Morrison. Our old friend Grant Morrison. And, uh, yeah. oh, I can't remember the name of this artist either. He's, you don't really like the art. That was one of the things He's that turned me off. He's a artist. Yeah, from All-Star Superman. Yeah. Um, but All-Star Superman is great. It's also 12 issues. You can get it into two, in two trade paperbacks or a absolute edition. Yeah. It's just a story about Superman's last days because he's finding out that he's dying. Mm-hmm. So he has like a year or so, mm-hmm. like the 12 issues. He has some trials he has to fight. But it's, it's interesting because it takes a whole bunch of elements from different eras of Superman. Yeah, it, does. it has a very like 30s vibe about it, but it also has like a crazy sci-fi vibe about mm-hmm. it. They bring in Doomsday at one point. Yeah. Rosaro gets a few things, but it's also just like timeless, down-to-earth. Do we have this in our collection here? We don't have all certain oh, because it's so expensive. Yeah. Well, it um, remains so popular. Can I tell you one of the things that I think ruined this for me? All Star Superman? Yeah. It's uh, it's very trippy, and I'm not I'm not like against trippy Superman stories, but I actually had a subscription to DC Comics at the time, uh-huh. and I read the single issues, yeah. and they were so erratic and so delayed. That, uh, like, it was delayed. One I, would come like six months later, and I'd be like, "What the heck is this?" I only I read no the first six issues in single issue yeah. form, and then I went to college and couldn't buy them anymore. So I had, a, but you're right, they, it was very delayed. Like, yeah, so the that, one? it just ruined the story for me. So I probably uh, should give it another shot. But the look at it again. Issue five of this story is okay. a Lex Luthor centered one where uh, yeah. Clark Kent yeah. is giving an interview with him in jail, and that's yeah. like. That's so good. Yes, That's you're right. Great. That, yeah, that is a good... Uh, the right. animated adaptation of this is also really good, and the voice they get from yeah. Lex Luthor is really good, too. I don't remember who that is. He, I think I he's know, a British guy, but he I know does. James Denton does uh, Superman. Okay. So it's like he's another Desperate Housewives character. And Linda like. Cardellini does Lex Luthor's niece. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but it, it's just, it's so fun. It's good. I, anytime I read a bad Grant Morrison story... Uh-huh. I'm, it's the goodwill of this and his X-Men run. Okay. So... Keeps you coming back. Yeah. The movie is good. Yeah. It's also trippy and weird. Yeah. It's well, I mean, you, he has to... Expect, the but. sun is turning blue. He has to, like, yeah. save the sun. But yeah. it's all just... I mean, that stuff is, like, far, very far out. It's very, like, big. It like, is. Superman says stuff like, I love you, Lois Lane, till the end of time. Like, yeah. no one's gonna really love anyone till the end of time. We're all gonna be dead. Wow. If... Okay. I mean, scientifically... The universe is going to run out of helium, and all the stars are going to go out, and it's just going to be an empty, dark universe. Okay. So, but in Superman's world, yeah, yes, sure, he's going to love him Ooh. until eternity. That was rough. All right, I'm sorry. That's all right. You realize there will be a day without any starlight. Yikes! <laughs> all 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in time here. But three, two, one action came out in 2008, so that's somewhat recent. Okay. Uh, this one is a Denny O'Neill story. So if you don't know Denny O'Neill, he's a pretty prolific. He's big. Yeah, DC. He, uh, Primar- does he write Marvel? He's primarily DC, right? I don't. I can't think of any Marvel stories. He wrote Iron Man for oh, a while. Okay. He created uh, Ironmonger or oh. uh, I can't Obadiah. remember. Obadiah. Obadiah Stane yeah. from the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, yeah. He okay. actually had to call them up and like, hey. Uh, don't want to cause any trouble, but I, I think I created that character. Right. It's going to be in your new movie. Oh, I'm like, really? oh we're, we forgot. Here's it's, your check. Wow, that's funny. So, so Denny O'Neill's got a lot of, did a lot with Batman, Legends he, of the Dark Knight. Yeah, and, people credit him as, like, Frank Miller uh, gets a lot of credit for, like, making Batman dark and gritty yeah. again. But, like, Danny O'Neill was doing it way before him. And even yeah. Frank Miller's like, look, I didn't start this. I was just continuing what Danny O'Neill did. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big Danny O'Neill fan. I like a lot of his stuff. This <laughs> is a, uh, this is a weird one. It's called Kryptonite Nevermore. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, yeah, by Edgar Allan Poe. No. Kryptonite Nevermore. No, no, that's something different. Okay. So this is from this is uh, this ran in 1971, and this was an effort at the time to depower Superman. What is with Danny O'Neill depowering people? He did that to Wonder Woman too. Yeah. He took away your powers, and that's Which, where he got the. Uh, I love that Wonder Woman series. By so the way. strange, man. I, you wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it at all. There's a four-volume Wonder Woman series where she does not have yeah. powers. She forego. She says, "No, I don't want the powers anymore." And she's just kind of like a groovy yeah. Avengers type yeah. secret agent. Avengers is in like Emma Peel, not Avengers yeah. is in Captain America. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, the feminist anyway. of uh, that era would disagree with you big time. See, but they I were... think it's kind of cool because she was like. She was still like super. She didn't need the powers yeah. to be like powerful and hey, effective. So. Everything you're saying, Danny O'Neill would love to hear. Okay, so well, I'll give him a call. I think he created the question. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, at the time, Superman had just gotten so ridiculous power-wise yes, that he was like, that's true. he was like lifting a, a kryptonite yeah. continent into the sky. If he listened hard enough, he could destroy a planet. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that was a Superman Returns reference. You didn't even get it. Really? He said he was lifting a kryptonite. Oh, that's true. Oh, so, uh, yeah, the Kryptonite Mountain. Which is the biggest weakness in that movie, let me just say. That's but, the biggest weakness? Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Anyway, so <laughs> Denny O'Neill was like, Superman is, is just, he's becoming old-fashioned. Right? Yeah, you can't write him, you can't do anything with yeah. him. And so this story is weird. <laughs> Superman has this big explosion, and like he's in, he's in this sandy place, in this Superman made of sand like arises from this and is like siphoning his power so it's a, it's a pretty long run actually it's um it's quite a few uh, maybe like 10 issues or something where superman is dealing with this and he ends up sort of depowered um still still powerful certainly but not uh, not like hey i think i'll just go grab like <laughs> neptune and put it over here right so it's just it's <laughs> this is trippy this is what i meant when i said like i don't mind uh trippy superman because this is weird this is they take everything goes different we don't have uh we don't have the daily planet this is when superman's a, a tv anchor with morgan edge at the tv station and everything you what? might you might yeah morgan edge the super like the criminal yeah like the yeah. career criminal morgan edge morgan edge owns the daily planet and the and the like whatever it's called i can't even remember now but uh the tv station and everything <sighs> yeah okay uh so it's different and actually depowered Karate Girl Diana Prince does show up in this run. And okay. They have a little like thing, but <laughs> I I think you might you might want to read this sometime because it, it is cool and it's it's one of those things where like Denny O'Neill was really trying this thing, trying to do something different, and it lasted as long as he was on the book. And like the next issue is Superman literally like picking up a planet. Like Denny O'Neill leaves the run, and they're like, ah, Superman can do anything he wants again. Yeah. So 
But uh, I think he did a really good job of grounding it, and I think this story does not get a lot of play, but it should. Danny O'Neill as a person is totally worth uh, looking into. If you're, have you listened to it yet? Yeah, if listeners, if you haven't, I have. You should go to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. Mm. He has like a three-part interview mm. with Danny O'Neill, and it just it's a huge history of Danny O'Neill's life, of comic book history of Batman. It's, yeah, it's great. I have no, I haven't read it yet, but I or that's listened that's, to it, but I definitely want to. That's that's a that's a quality interview. That and the Jim Lee interview is mm. also good. Okay, any stuff like that. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna lend this to you. You gotta read it sometime. The Danny O'Neill stuff. No, the Kryptonite Nevermore. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Go ahead. That is kind of funny. There was something I was gonna say about Danny O'Neill or the Kryptonite. Now I can't remember. It had okay. to do with uh, Diana Prince losing her powers. No. Oh, I wanted to correct. He didn't create the question. Oh. But okay. he wrote it. I'm pretty sure that came from Charlton Comics. Oh. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah, could be. Uh, this next one is by Alan Moore, Superman. Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? I'm going to stop you right there because take a look at my list and see what's next. Number three, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Yeah. That's hilarious. So we're in agreement, so let's do this together, buddy. So uh, when I was in college, I was interlibrary loaning a whole lot of comic books. Yeah. And this was one of those like, oh, I need to read this because I was getting a lot of like the important stuff that I hadn't ever read. I'm like, oh, I need the Craven's Last Hunt Spider-Man story. So I got this. I'm like, we'll see if it's any good. And it was great. It deals with a Superman who's been around since, like, the 30s or yeah. 50s or so. Yeah. So this was before they rebooted everything with the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. So this is an older Superman and everything, and the characters are a little bit more, like, cheesy like, yeah. to, by yeah. today's standards. Yeah. Like, uh, Metallo is mm-hmm. very different in yeah. everything. Um, but it's just dealing with his, like, his last, that Superman's last adventure. Yeah. Uh, all his villains are coming after him, him protecting people. The family, the Superman team, yeah. you know, like everybody showed up. Uh, was it Jimmy Ellis or was it Pete Ross with Lana Lang when they like went out to go defend him and they... I think Pete, the, Pete. Okay. Yeah. And they were like, we're his real friends. We've loved him forever. Yeah. No one loved him longer than... Well, you know, the thing The thing with this is like when you when you take when you take on something like this and you think mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to write the, the last Superman story. I mean, that just seems stupid. Yeah. It seems like a dumb thing to do. And yeah. it seems like, well, obviously this is not the last Superman story. We're not retiring right. Superman. So what's the point? And that was kind of what I thought when I read it. I was like, well, I don't want to read some imaginary final story. Right. And I picked it up. And, and it's like you said, it just... I don't know. It was, I found it very... It was kind of emotional. It because, was emotional. Because it's really... Like, for me, like I was saying, with long boxes and the old, real yeah. goofy stuff was really near and dear to my heart. So reading this, it was like, here's that Superman yeah. kind of going out. And it's... Yeah. If you were reading Superman comics in, like, the 60s and 70s, this was your Superman yeah. you were seeing the last yeah. days of. So, I could see... You know, when that came out, that must have really hit a few people yeah. hard. I mean, even just... I... Like, I haven't read a lot of comic books, Superman comic books before that, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you still get the sense of importance and everything. Yeah. It's kind of like almost a Christopher Reeves Superman. Sort of. You yeah. know, that yeah. kind of yeah. zone. The Superman who can do anything. Well, you know, in a sense, it really is the last story of that era. Yeah. You know, because like you said, when uh, John Burns, the author who who yeah. revamped everything and made, made Clark Kent, like cool and not like meek yeah. and mild you know did, did that whole thing that was really like put Superman on a totally different course and, yeah. and the old way of doing things sort of died at that mm-hmm. point so whatever happened to the man of tomorrow is a way to sort well, of this was also still when there was like Supergirl yeah and Superboy and all that yeah because when they rebooted they were like no Superman's the only survivor of Krypton yeah so they had to change some things 
So it's it's just very well done. It's not yeah. really long. It's, no, it's very it's, short. It's kind it's of fast. a perfect length. Like you got like a mini digest of it, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah. My copy is not the big fancy hardcover. It's one of the older. Right. Like, it is digest size. Yeah. But it's short enough that he's able to have a digest. But mine, the hardcover, they put in other Alan Moore Superman stories. Mm-hmm. So there's Superman meets Swamp Thing. Yeah. And there's the uh, what do you get for the man who has everything storyline. I've, I've read really that in the greatest Superman stories ever told. Okay. But I've never read the Superman Swamp Man. Oh. Uh, Swamp thing. thing. Swamp Thing. Yeah, Blanket Swamp Thing. thing. Yeah. Blanket Thing is different. Okay. Blanket Thing is a creature made of entirely blankets. Okay. So, and that's just in your imagination. That's not... No, that's actually an affliction I suffer from. Oh my gosh. I'm so I, sorry. I've oh, been cursed. Boy. And if, oh, I'm, boy. if I'm like covered in too many blankets, I become, be, I become the Blanket Thing. You become thing. the Blanket Thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But he's incredibly hey, powerful. I'm sorry, man. It's an alter ego. Like if people say, Eric, what have you done? I'm like, I... It wasn't me. Yeah. It was the blanket thing. Oh, boy. Okay. Whew. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, Superman, uh, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Great. Great stuff. Yeah. That was volume three. I yeah. mean, that was pick three for both of us. Okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. We have some overlap. I know. All right. So, I guess I'll go. That's the last, the one and only overlap, overlap. we're going to have. It's I, funny that it happened with Batman, too. We each had one that yeah. we... I guess I could have guessed that. I don't know if I would have guessed Long Halloween for you for Batman, but... Anyway, my next one, uh, so whatever happened to the Man of Steel came from uh, 1985, just FYI. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my next one is not collected anywhere. It's just a single issue. It's DC Comics Presents Annual Number 2 yeah. from 1983. Okay. So this is uh, Who is Superwoman? Okay. So this is a character. The cover is just great. It's Superman, and it's like introducing Superwoman, and she's got this cool, she's got like a sort of a cowl. Uh, but red blue costume. It, I mean, it's not Supergirl. You know, it's not Supergirl. It's just this totally new character. And I remember finding this and just being like, I have to have this. I have to know Superman who annual. Superwoman is. No, it's not Super. It's DC Comics Presents. Oh, okay. Too. So this story deals with a character named Kristen Wells. So she first appeared in a novel uh, by Elliot S. Magan called Miracle Monday, which is not a good book. I didn't enjoy it. But um, here, Kristen Wells is. It's set in the future. And Kristen Wells is a professor who's one of her things is talking about the age of superheroes you and all said the different super uh, number two. Yeah, there it is. Wow, look at that costume. I know she looks great. That is. She's, she's got like a. She's got one of those capes that like blows upwards. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she looks crazy. I know it's great. Why anyway, is she wearing a mask like that? So Kristen Wells from the future. Uh, one of she talks about the age of superheroes. She talks about. Um, uh, unmasking the superheroes, you know, their lives and everything. And there's one superhero that no one was ever able to figure out, and that is Superwoman. Okay. So she is a, a distant descendant of Jimmy Olsen. So she's got kind of a Jimmy vibe about her. So she gets her board to approve her traveling back in time to Superwoman's first appearance and figuring out who she is. Okay. And I think you could probably figure out who she is yeah. by that. So Christian Wells gets sort of wrapped up in this and, and has a sort of play a role in it that she didn't she wasn't intending to play. Right. It's just a it's such and they never really did anything with the character. I think she popped up here and there. She's popped up in different All Star Superman. She's referenced. Kristen Wells is referenced? They, no, just Superwoman. Okay. Because Lois Lane's given the powers. Okay. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a character that I was I mean I remember at the time thinking like I have to read everything with Superwoman in it. And it never really happened. Um, but this more than any other single issue was the one that I just I've read a million times I can okay. see the panels in my head right now so yeah. go out and find DC Comics Presents Annual number 2 from 1983 and, and meet Kristen Wells Superwoman she shows up again in volume 4 
Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's, they're... It's, are they fighting three Lex Luthers? I haven't read that one. There's like a Luther that's in his green body armor yeah, with the Simon game on his chest. Yeah. A female Luther. Yeah. And then Luther that looks like Dracula. Yeah, I know. I, I actually didn't even know that existed until I was trying to figure out. Because all I could remember... That's hilarious. You know, was what the cover looked like. So I had to uh-huh. find it again. And I came across that one and was like, oh my gosh, where's eBay? I have to have all right. Anyway. All right. Number four for Eric is Superman Red Sun. Uh, this is yes. so good. I own it. Okay. That's uh, yeah, go on. It's uh, tell more. So this is an alternate uh, story. This is elsewhere a story where Superman's rocket crash lands in uh, the Soviet Russia yeah. instead of Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. And so he's raised by uh, the uh, you know the same kind of archetypes, the same kindly yeah. couple in that state of government, and by that government and yeah. everything. So he's written those morals but he's still him yeah so it's just interesting because it still is like yes superman is good yeah and everything but he's yeah. still you know with the different morals different he's not view. it's not just superman grew up in ussr and then was like wait a second yeah the communism isn't working for us <laughs> yeah. uh lex Luthor plays a very important role brainiac plays a very important role uh batman has some great stuff oh, cool. wonder woman has some great stuff it's great it's only four issues it's by mark miller um, I read this in one sitting, but it's one of those things where, like, I read it in one sitting because it, was, it wasn't short. It was just really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I need to read it. It's always been on my list, and I just never have. It's really good. I love all the Lex Luthor stuff. Uh, he's crazy. Uh, we'll do a swapsies. I'll take this. You can take Kryptonite Nevermore. Okay. I don't know if this is the one I want to swapsies. We'll wait till I get uh, to my volume five, uh, okay. my number five choice. I don't want to read that. Uh, you don't even know what my number yes, five I is. Yes, I know what your number five so, is. So, uh, yes, Red Sun is great. If you're looking for a very standalone but slightly different take, this is one I wish they would adapt in one of the animated movies. Mm-hmm. But That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. So, All right. So I guess uh, my final uh-huh. here. Uh, this was a tough one for me because there's those those the first four I mentioned were the ones that are like boom right at the top. Yeah. Then I have a lot that are kind of next level. But I yeah. think Did you say boo, right at the top. I think I said boom. Oh, okay. Like boo. But I'm right gonna go with and I know you're gonna disagree with this and that's fine. Superman Secret Origins by Jeff Johns. I'm not gonna disagree with it. It's and, good. Yeah. Okay. So this is from 2009. This is another take on the Superman origin. Now Eric picked Birthright, and I totally get why you picked that because right. it's great. That one is sort of like this is this is today's Superman, you know. This is this well, is for a modern Birthright is very like is much more standalone than yeah. Secret Origin. Yeah. Birthright you could just read in any continuity sure. or just not. Uh, but you're right because Secret Origin was written for the before they did New Fifty Two, almost the Infinite Crisis yeah. storyline, I think. So this is this is a very very classic take on the Superman origin. You, yeah, you don't very see Christopher it. Reeves. It is very Christopher Reevesy. Yeah, yeah. The art and everything you see it, and you're like, well, that's Christopher Reeve. But it's written by Jeff Johns, who I, I'm I'm usually a fan of. I liked a lot of his stuff. Um, and Secret Origins, like I said, is very throwback to yeah. you know the, the the golden age of comics. Um, the artwork is one of the things that stood out best to me. It's some of my favorite it's art. The same in Superman stories. But. It's the same uh, artist who did Superman. Um, and the Legion of Superheroes, yeah, Jeff Johns, yeah, yeah. The Legion has just a little bit of cam of, of a cameo in here, and yeah, it's, uh, it's good. But Superman Secret Origins is probably it would be hard for me to decide if somebody was like, give me a Superman origin, whether I would choose Birthright or Secret Origin, because I think maybe Birthright is the better choice, but 
Superman Secret Origin for me is like the sentimental choice. Reading Superman Origin Secret Origin the kind that I want was very helpful because you lent it to me the same weekend I saw Man of Steel. <laughs> so that was a dark time. That was a very dark time, but reading that comic was like, oh right, this yeah. character is good and is Superman's in good hands sometimes. Not just an unpleasant. Monster. Yeah, that was rough. All right, so hit me with your final. My final, My final one, one is Superman Secret Identity. Identity. By uh, Kurt Busiek. Yeah. Oh, Kurt. Hey. He wrote 3-2-1 Action. That was Did funny. he? Yeah. Kurt Busiek is a very nostalgic type of writer. Mm. He writes anything he writes, even if it doesn't have a history, he writes in a way that makes you nostalgic for that thing's history. So mm-hmm. you read the very first volume of Astro City, yeah. and within like two of those five issues, you're like, I understand this whole history, and I love it. Uh, but anyway, this is a, it's a four-issue thing, collecting the page uh the pages get us by oh Stuart Immonen is the artist he's really good it's set in the real world uh there is a boy who is lives in Kansas his actual name is Clark Kent and everybody keeps giving him Superman stuff he doesn't really like it but turns out he has the same powers as Superman yeah and it's just great it's not really an action story it's more about a slice of life story with somebody who has these powers and like becomes good and it's hard to describe how good it is without just making somebody read it. And Nick refuses to read it because he has no I, heart. I will read it. He has no heart that beats with the sound it of just, love. It doesn't feel like a Superman story to me because it, it's not it is Superman. And it isn't. Yeah. It's it's something that it's about Superman. Yeah. But not starring Superman. Okay. And I think that's maybe the important part. Mm-hmm. It's about somebody who wants to do good can okay. do good it's just it's hard but it hit me it was it's a very emotional read it's very like honest and about life and love and people close to you it's great i believe you it's like best i know that you love it all right you know what we didn't mention which i think is maybe just worth talking about quickly um superman for all seasons superman for all seasons is pretty good Jeff Loeb same same team who did long halloween yeah um it starts stronger than it ends yeah so well, it's it's uh, it's basically four prestige format yeah. books, um, so four sort of longer books. Each one is a season. Each one is narrated by a different member of the sort of Superman supporting cast. Yeah, and you see Superman go very through early there. in Superman's career. This this was the thing that when they were thinking about Smallville, they read this and were like, "Yes, this, let's do yeah, it." Yeah, that very first volume. So yeah. you know that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't love it. I mean, I thought it was fine, but I didn't love it. Yeah, it's all right. Um, any also rans runner ups? You just uh, want to mention? Not, not really. I mean, I really? love I love Straczynski's Grounded. You uh, do love? I it. do love it. Yeah, I love the first volume of it, and then it uh, he kind of left, and so it never resolved. So <laughs> I liked where it was going, but it never went anywhere. Okay. So yeah. uh, there's, there's so many. I mean, it's, I don't think you've ever so read this many. one. Superman Kryptonite by Darwin Cook and Tim Saul again. It's uh, St- Superman. No, no, I know what you mean. I haven't Superman's read Superman's first encounter with Kryptonite. It's very good because uh, up until that point, Superman doesn't know if anything can kill him. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly dealing with that fear as he takes on stronger and bigger things. Like, you know, if I stop this missile, is this the thing that will do me in? Right. Uh, so that's very good. I'd also say, um, no, not uh, Action Comics Volume 1 by Grant Morrison. The rest of the series gets stupid and <laughs> convoluted, yeah. but those, that, that very sure. first volume... The Superman and the Man of Steel is mm-hmm. actually pretty good. If the rest of his run had been like that, it would have been a really good run. Mm-hmm. But 
it has a very 40s vibe about it but mm. just does it and I don't know yeah. if you've ever read this but Superman Emperor Joker I haven't read Emperor is Joker, a crazy no. story uh, it's good and you know I should technically because I gave five stars to Superman and Legion of Ser- Superheroes but so like I acknowledge that like, actually I was just going to mention that one but yeah. it's very good that is a very good one and the only one I would say is another Kurt Busiek which is uh, Superman Up Up in a way Another, another I've read that one. Yeah, um, I want to say also. Um, I don't think you've read these, but uh, Superman Black Ring Volume One and Two. No, I haven't. And Is Superman it... Godfall. Superman. Uh, I've read Godfall. Reign of the Doomsday. Reign of Doomsday. That's it. Um, these were written right before the New Fifty Two. So these are the last yeah. stories of Superman in that mm-hmm. continuity. So that's like twenty five, thirty years of Superman. Yeah. So that's like the last Lex Luthor story, and he finally gets all the powers he's ever wanted. Yeah. But he has. It's it's funny because like he hates Superman so much, he just can't save the world if it yeah. means making Superman happy. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I would like to read those. They're on my list. I just haven't done it. All right. So that's Superman. That is, and we have a we have a great collection of Superman graphics and yeah. a lot of Superman novels. In yeah, the we've collection. got the Earth ones. We've got Superman Unchained, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the Superman Batman series. Yeah, we have a, a big run of Superman Batman. So if you're if you're look if you're into the Superman or Batman mood after our last couple of podcasts or gearing up for Batman v Superman, then stop in because we've got lots of good stuff. Yeah. So this was all the books versus Superman. Yeah, this week. That's last right. week it was. Batman. All, Batman versus all the books. All now the books, it's all yeah. the books V. Yeah, that's sure. right. All right, well, thanks, we buddy. Yeah. That was a fun jaunt through Superman. Next week, Aquaman? No, not really. I don't even have an Aquaman We're show. not going to talk about Do we Aquaman. we have anything happening at the library? Oh, sure we do. Uh, do you yeah. have a concert coming up? Yeah, we got a concert. We have uh, uh, the Alfred, Alfred State College Statesman Jazz Band is coming the 28th at 7 o'clock. Okay. We're showing the Peanuts movie. Uh, which, Saturday. Is, which is a new release. Yeah, it's coming out March uh, March 26th. We're showing that at 1 yeah. o'clock. Before that's Easter Egg Hunt, uh, yeah. sponsored by the Wellsville Rotary. So yeah. if you've got kids under 8, have yeah. them sign up and come to the Easter Egg. But you don't have to sign up or anything. You can just come right to the movie. Okay. Book clubs are currently reading uh, Rules of Prey by John Sanford, Hard Country by Michael McGarity, and Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Rowell. Yep. Um, and then, of course, our Teen Anime Club meets every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, last week we made some perla beads and some people made some Full Metal Alchemist symbols and Sword Art Online symbols. Nice. So it was a, it's good, a good time. Group. Yeah, I'll be going to Anime Boston. That's right. This weekend. Yeah. So any listeners from Boston, hit me up and I can Ooh. sign an autograph. I'll That's be right. dressed. You at, have your own table, right? Yeah, I'll have my own table yeah. for the, all the no, books that podcast. That's cool though. You're gonna have to come to like a debrief on the next episode. Yeah. And then, oh, that's right. We'll have to record after that then. Yeah. Okay. And then, I said, sorry, I sounded kind of like a jerk there. I'm not. No, I know. Um, and then we will be showing Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, in a few weeks. Yeah. As soon as the DVD comes out. Yeah. So keep your ears to the ground. Yeah. We'll, uh, eyes we'll to the sky, more. nose to the yeah. asphalt. Yeah. Is that? A- <laughs> yeah, sure. And then, I guess that's it. That's all we got going on. Yeah. I mean, tech we got labs. Going on. Tech labs Wednesday, Friday mornings. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Remember, uh, yeah. help us spread the word. If you like what we're doing, rate us. Tell yeah. your friends. You can find us on uh, tell iTunes, your friends iTunes, me. SoundCloud, YouTube. That's a Batman line. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and you can always talk to us on Twitter at All the Book Show. Yeah. So we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.